73 of attention plus with arnabre and we are recording on the 16th of february india time before we bring arnabandu let me update you about some of the other podcasts on the talking stuff network on whatsapp geeks vinayak explains all that samsung unveiled in its s20 event earlier this week and on binjon rajandey recommends some unusual desi love stories so search for whatsapp geeks and binjon on your podcast player and now from the other side of the globe your host arnabre Hey Arnab. Hello everybody. Hello. Arnab, so what's today's podcast about? So today I'm going to try to do a little a little abbreviated podcast. Uh so I realized I did, we didn't talk about uh, Kunal Kamra and Arnab Goswami. Somehow that <laughs> right. missed us. So again I think it's it's stale news at this point of time but I'll repeat what I said that time that I think that this is again one of the cases in which both people are to blame. Um Arnab Goswami for having endorsed this kind of quote unquote journalism before and is on his own channel and uh, Kunal Kamra was again no hero uh, his 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 love for Rohit Vemula has, has never been manifested before it was just something that he was doing for the camera it's like it, it, it's like one of those trigger words just like you know Pakistan is for the BJP that is it, these are just trigger words they they have they, there is there is no sense of you know that being something which is motivated him again he's he this is again it's, it's it's i don't want to spend too much time firstly because it's old news and in a way whenever you have a rakesh havant like character he kind of thrives on on you talking about him so in Who that respect every every case? second every every brain cycle you spent on 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 him or her is is actually the victory it's not really the content of what they did but you're giving them attention arnab who's the rakesh havant in this context Yeah so we 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 live in a we live in an era where you know you have the US president who's really a glorified rakhi sawant honestly so you have these the these people who basically and this is very successful in this day of social media is that if you get talked about sufficiently even in a very negative way it's 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 all good anyways uh, just leave it at this for now because i have other topics that i want to get to and again not a lot of time because we have guests today in, in our house which is almost never happens uh so 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 we'll jump right to it but in a subsequent episode i i we want i want to go over the us elections we haven't done that for a while and it's kind of developed a lot since we last spoke and, you know now there's a, there's a new person in town amy klobuchar and there is a there's the surprising the, the the surprising dip in the fortunes of of joe biden and uh, the spoiler is that this is again where the democrats ill advice strategy of impeaching trump has backfired because firstly with trump his supporters trump is like a cult his supporters don't really care what he does so who were the democrats trying to win over with this uh, with this spectacle of a uh, impeachment trial they knew from day one that he would not be impeached because the republicans controlled the senate they knew that from day one so there was no way that he was going to be removed from the office of president so the whole utility of this was to be a public spectacle and that one that hopefully would help the democrats 
because you know otherwise why do it but at the end what comes out is exactly the opposite happens trump gets exonerated his uh his approval ratings go up and guess what happens as a, as a, as a sidebar of this joe biden who was unequivocally considered to be the winner is now at the fifth place in some places and why did that happen because every time the impeachment trial was brought up it reminded people of the actual cause of it which is the alleged corruption of joe biden and his son hunter biden so by ex- effectively you know this is exactly what happens when you bring up someone who you don't like in a way to criticize them but you also realize that some other things also come out so it didn't harm trump any whatsoever the guy it ended up harming was joe biden because the whole thing with hunter biden kept coming up again and again and so joe biden found himself in the news but not in a good way and i think that is one of the reasons why he's su- su- he is suffering right now at the polls so it didn't help the democrats it just goes to show what you know how how difficult political strategy is and how even very smart people just don't get it right i mean again i felt at that point of time that this wasn't helping the democrats in any shape or form and that all that it does it it kind of brings up hunter biden that name again and again and again and again and trump is at a stage where things like this don't affect him so he's it's like a salman khan it's like you know it's like a bad review of a salman khan movie do you think salman khan fans read reviews do you think they care about these things so don't they even read? bother is ayushman khurana movies which may be affected by a bad review it's not salman khan movies moving to the topic of the day just wanted to spend some time discussing the latest delhi uh, state elections um so this is again we've said before in the podcast that delhi gets an inordinate amount of attention in our national media even though this is a mayoral elections nothing more than that it is because delhi is the capital it's because the national media is based out of delhi that delhi gets so much attention otherwise in terms of political clout somebody like mamata banerjee is way more political clout that the fact that mamata banerjee and kejriwal are even considered to be equivalent is just goes to show the inordinate amount of importance that you know such small place like delhi gets there's 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 no comparison between the sheer influence that mamata banerjee has in bengal with what kejriwal has but yet they somehow seem to be equal so but having said that um, this was a very interesting election um it was very interesting election because i think that this was fought very smartly by kejriwal uh, there was a fought very very smart election strategies by kejriwal and his team and to contrast that against the terrible strategies i strategizing of bjp it's, it's the, the problem with bjp in is that bjp isn't particularly good when it comes to urban areas their strategies might work in up and madhya pradesh and some other of the hindi heartland states but their whole strategy core does not work in a cosmopolitan city like delhi just doesn't so one of the best articles that i read and some of it was of course up fluff but there was a kernel of truth in that but so i would want to start off with that because i think it's a it's a very vital point from which we can analyze uh, the election results and it's it's effectively you know kejriwal has won three successive elections and two of them by you know essentially by knockout so what's going on here and of course the churlish thing to do as a 
what was his name that guy who went on this deranged rant on television that hindi oh, anchor uh, yeah. uh, wait uh, the, it's the not Z, Z news that other guy, guy. Yeah, i forgot the z news guy yeah the z news guy you know his his rant that people are voting for freebies jao did that this, it reminded me of that uh, that that scene from that hindi movie where it says cricket dekhna hai that that kind of uh, you know that kind of rant but the, the, the fact that people voted sudhir choudhury right extreme, what excuse me sudhir choudhury or something sudhir choudhury like yeah. so the fact that some that that people vote for freebies and these these are such and that they didn't vote for national issues you know why somebody would vote for national issues in in state elections is of course not clear but they don't care for pakistan as if it really matters for a state election but you know that that the juvenile infantile rant on television was there was there was something which i mean basically what he was reflecting was the bjp supporters understanding and increasingly so the bjp strategic think tanks understanding of the way you have to win votes in delhi so with, before going to the mistakes let's go to what kejriwal had right uh, so there was this article in i think it was first post where and that was the thing that i was saying it was a up fluff piece but there was again a, a grain of truth in 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 what they covered though so what they covered was that they interviewed some of the uh, beneficiaries of delhi's new initiative into public education so what they have done and again the critics have said that what they have done hasn't would not lead to improvement in performance or you know there's there's been no demonstrated improvement in performance and again the the, the problem with that kind of analysis is, is it fundamentally does not understand the way people vote people vote from ele- people vote from heart they don't vote based on numbers they don't vote based on excel sheets so here what the article said was that poor people Uh, who sent their children to government schools they have been used to basically no infrastructure and not just you know it was a badly maintained school and it was everything was broken it was just the way that the teachers spoke to them um and one person said that now they get to sit on the same table with the teachers and 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 that they have parent teachers meetings and the teachers don't shout at them or talk down to them that you know they get to sit at a chair with the teacher and that like this says you know this makes me feel so good and even my child wants to go to school and, and so you can understand that you know for this is the way that public education has been that they have been treated they have been treated as lesser individuals by these by these schools and for the first time they're being given the dignity and that really goes so far in making sure that they vote for kejriwal because again it's not a question of how the outcomes are improving it's the question of how they are being treated as human beings it feel you know if you read it you feel bad actually that you know these people they just so used to being treated badly that you know when somebody treats them like a normal human being they feel that oh my goodness this is so amazing so you know they say that now when they go to the school and it's it's freshly painted it's they're not asking for much and again the thing with indian electorate is they don't ask for much at all you know standards are so low that even a fresh coat of paint is all that they need to feel good and vote for the party so this this is something which kejriwal has gotten right and i'm not saying this this is all cynicism that the, the, the only thing they care for really is the vote i mean there there definitely is um in a, 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 any party can can do this but that they have done uh, that they have upgraded facilities that they have uh, again 
you may you, you may have issue with the fact that they are the same as private schools i mean that may not wholly be true but at least the people feel that the difference in the physical infrastructure between a government school and a private school has largely been reduced whether it's to zero or whether it's still there it doesn't matter but they have seen a visible change in the infrastructure of their school the way the school authorities talk to students the way they deal with parents and they have also introduced i was reading there's something called a happiness curriculum you know half an hour a day or something where you know students the, i think they just you know don't do in syllabus things they they recite poems or write poems and 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 just the fact that that they're not being beaten down upon i mean if you're if you're you know it's our schooling system is at least the schooling system that i grew up in was about 6 or 7 hours of being continuously beaten down upon <laughs> yes. of being made aware of how little you know and how much you have to study in order to pass the exam or to you know get whatever so it was it was just essentially one punch after another and you know the the fact that the bell used to ring it was kind of reminded one of a boxing fight absolutely yeah, yeah. the bell would ring ring and then that's it the round begins again so it's another history then the guy geography and you don't know either of it so didn't uh, you make the point earlier that even undecided voters when they since the polling uh, happens in schools when they walk in into the polling center they see the upgraded schools and no no i didn't say that but that's i was going to say that that schools are again it's 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 it because of the use in elections you know schools are a a lovely place in which to convince people that we have done something so i didn't say that but that i i truly believe that so again it's just not a question of painting but as i was what i was saying right now is that students are seeing let's say progressive education especially in government schools because the ratio of teachers to students is so skewed and because they basically don't get paid and so they treat the students as second class or third class entities it's usually beatings and it's usually intimidation but you know they're they're seeing that oh, no not only are we being allowed to sit on the same chairs not only is our opinion being solicited but there are times in which we are not getting beaten down upon when we you know we have hard lives but there for half an hour for an hour we are you know reading poems we are writing poems we are reciting our poems it is exactly what makes people vote i mean the kids are not going and voting but they're going and telling their parents and the parents see that their children are happy and as a father i can, i totally understand how that would emotionally affect me to see my child you know from let's say a few months ago coming home like scared and crying and then you know being happy and i i would definitely vote for that guy right so so it doesn't really matter whether outcomes increase or you know how many what what freebies they're getting but this is a great return on investment for electoral reasons very cynically put and i think that kg1 and his government have definitely done that well and you can see that in the election results you can see it's not just they're winning but they're overwhelmingly destroying their opposition now this kind of politics might not work it might not scale up this is this is very based this is very urban population city based politics it won't scale up the bjp's or even the congress's vote bank caste bank based politics will work better in other places uh but the and that brings to the second point is that kejriwal has found his comfort zone and you know when he he's obviously he, he obviously doesn't care and we we've seen that he doesn't care to be the chief minister of delhi this is really his punishment posting this is where he's waiting for this is like the junior engineer job he really wants the prime minister's job and but unlike what he did previously where he just came to delhi and just left 
he he now realizes that he's nowhere close to being ready for the job and he might feel that he's ready but the but the indian population at large do not see him as somebody who can go up against modi and even his own fan base even his own electorate will vote for modi in a federal election that he knows now so what he's done he's kind of toned down of course he's opposition so he'll obviously have to make some noises but the trenchantness or the nastiness of his rhetoric against modi has intentionally been scaled back over the last year now he sometimes he goes and even supports the government like he did on article 370 you know a kejriwal 2 years ago wouldn't have done that he realizes that in delhi the that is the kind of if he if he makes if he does what rahul gandhi does so for so the difference between him and rahul gandhi is that and it, it it's evident in the electoral results like congress doesn't get any votes nowadays is that rahul gandhi is should i use the word stupid let's let's say let's use it everyone is so stupid that he doesn't even understand this this basic thing that every pronouncement he makes whether it is being to question pulwama everything he makes it in order to go up against modi because he wants to be the prime minister but he comes across as that that thought that he is carrying is not going to win elections in india okay that might that might uh, warm the cockles of an ndtv anchor but it will not win him elections and what he does with each of his statements is that he he basically digs the trench that the congress has put themselves in even deeper and i think that some of his congress friends can understand that they understand you know that that even on article 370 what he did if you if you remember this is not going to help the congress in any shape or form kejriwal understands that he's smart enough to understand that no matter what he feels inside inside again it's not important what kejriwal feels as a human being but his politics he has to on national issues he has to back up back a popular prime minister he can criticize him on domestic issues but on national issues on issues vis-a-vis pakistan he cannot then turn on and repeat the pakistan narrative which is exactly what rahul gandhi has been doing this is the bane of and again our liberal our liberati does not understand that they do the exact same thing and this this might all be fun and good to do on twitter and in the in the rarefied circles in which they run but this will not win you states this will not win you elections and then you when modi keeps rolling over you know rolling steam rolling opposition in the federal elections you then cry either that the evms have been rigged or indians are fascist that's not the reason why it's because you cannot put up a coherent political strategy at the federal level well kejriwal has shown how you can do that at the state level in small urban places again this this approach will not scale but right now where he is he has realized that this is my place that i'm going to be playing in and and the good thing about kejriwal is he has time on his hand he is very young in indian political terms so maybe 10 years from now he will be at a place where he can get to become the prime minister and up can escalate itself to take on modi on national issues but for now he understands that he cannot jump straight to the prime ministership he has to expand he has to at least expand in other urban areas mm-hmm. he needs to up needs to be seen to be a national party the problem with him, this is a huge thing is that still people look that there are two national parties it's congress and the bjp and the congress is such a joke that there is effectively one national party Kejriwal has to now play the long game. He tried to play the short game and he f- 
miserably failed. So now at least he's been smart enough to pivot and play the long game. And I think what we are seeing is phase one of that long game. I, I, now, think, I think the folks in app probably uh, are thinking along your lines because uh, just a couple of days ago, uh, I read this news article. So in Hyderabad, we have our municipal elections later this year. They're due in uh, 2020. And that decides who's going to be the mayor. So uh, the news was that AAP is going to contest these elections. Now, I'm sure even that even they don't expect to win. But this is probably you know a way to, to test seeding grounds to see whether how they do in other urban uh, areas in India and uh, you know, probably like you said, you know, uh, who knows? Maybe a few years down the line, or few election cycles down the line, they, they might uh, that you know grow into new markets. Yes, this is a much more this is a much more, I would say, sustainable growth strategy from for up is to try. I mean, again, if it tries Calcutta, it could. I mean, it, that's another place where I believe that that they would have a fairly decent chance. So, if they can emerge from that i think that is a good they they cannot do rural india they just do not their their ruling their ruling think tank is just cannot think rural they don't have any rural leaders they're all extremely urban leaders all of them um so i think that's which brings me to the other thing that you've seen a slew of articles saying that kejriwal played soft hindutva so what is soft Hindutva? Let's first. So soft Hindutva in 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 terms of what the in in terms of the wire vocabulary is anyone who has any who visibly identifies themselves as Hindu automatically is Hindutva. So uh, so anybody oh, and again based on that whole punching up punching down, it's perfectly fine for OSC uh, to be unapologetically Muslim. It's a, it's absolutely fine for everybody else to be unapologetically what their identity is. If a Hindu does it, then obviously it's it's Hindutva. It's soft Hindutva if he just just he keeps it at that. It's hard Hindutva if he tries to align himself against other groups. So this is really the definition that they work on. But again, this this definition works in in again the the world of the wired and social media. It doesn't work on in in elections. In elections, the people who vote are people who are not on Twitter. They are on TikTok, but they are not on Twitter. So they for them. Anybody who does not identify with a group identity, this is again one of the recurring themes of this podcast, is that any group, and this again follows from very old sociological theory, is that in order for me to associate myself with you on an emotional basis, I need to see that you and I have something in common. And India is a religious country. It's a religious country with most people following the religion of Hinduism. So that aspect of it, the fact that you share certain core values with me is something which is I have to see before I'm emotionally invested in you. This is not soft Hindutta in any shape or form. It's exactly the reason why uh, even US presidents, they strongly cling to, they, they always use Christian imagery. It, it, is, it, it is not in, in the US no, when, when they were attacked on 9-11. And George Bush gets up and he says, though I walk in the valley of death, I shall f-. He, he's quoting the Bible. In India, if if somebody starts quoting the Gita uh, when Pakistan attacks them, they, that would be seen as soft hindut. But not in the US. They understand that when you're attacked, when you're attacked as a group, then the leader has to fall back on the things that define the group. And in this case, 
and you know nobody in the us of, of all the criticism that i've read of george bush this was never a criticism the why did he use that um anyways there was criticism of the him using the word crusade which again i think he used because he didn't know what the origins of the word crusade was but but again coming back to this what kejriwal is doing is kejriwal again i i, I wouldn't say that and i i if if you've seen you've seen yogendra yadav on, on various shows where he comes across as this you know jilted lover like ramya krishna from uh, <laughs> in that shahrukh khan movie where she was setting a rose on fire you know he comes in he's very like you know i didn't leave uh, up you know up kick me out in he's he's sad but but the fact is in in yogendra yadav says that in at least one thing is about him is he's very honest um so he says that when i joined up i wanted them to change politics so he basically wants you know he he basically wants that wire idea of politics which doesn't work in the real life and he says that was why i joined him but then i realized that kejriwal is like a politician like everybody else which i would say is the best thing about him that kejriwal has kind of dropped that sanctimonious thing that he had you know hum to acche yes hum hum to goreeb insaan hai hum to ye hai wo he has dropped that you know the drop that stick and that might make him less sexy to yogendra yadav but that makes him a much more viable politician in the indian political sphere and the problem with rahul gandhi again is that rahul gandhi he tries to he he tries to adopt different kinds of identities at different times so some days he's jonadhari brahmin some day he's totally against brahminism you know so so the, the inauthenticity comes out at least always in they, they at least have that consistency i don't think that's a problem with him i think he's unapologetically what he is and which is absolutely fine but this is again where the congress shall i use the word is so stupid because they cannot even cling to a certain identity no matter whatever it is you know cling to it and be consistent with it with kejriwal at least what we see because he is that person he is not an irreligious person personally and what he's doing is he is placing a contrast so he's basically saying look he's kind of attacking that wire narrative and saying it is possible for me to identify with being who i am and that's perfectly okay as long as i am not using i'm as long as i'm not crossing that line to goli maro saloko that is the line and he's drawing that line and that's perhaps the soft part but i think that's perfectly fine i think that the initial appeal of bjp which when when they came to power in 2016 was that bjp would would be a softer version of what it was during the heydays of advani that it would focus more on economic right wingism on um, reduced government on and 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 the gujarat model of the economy and it would back away from its more mandir and cow politics that there, there this was a feeling or this was a hope or expectation among many people in especially in urban areas and the bjp has increasingly straight away from that i think that the delhi elections the the whole golimaro saloko and everything i believe to certain extent that what they did was they did something which was very lazy they tried to whip up last minute emotion among people this is like the guy who tries to you know try to cram everything in the last day of the exam it just doesn't work like that you cannot you know at the end what if you do that then it comes across as even for people who might be ideologically inclined towards you it crosses a comfort zone when you go that level and people it, it turns a lot of people off so even people who kind of believe in what you're saying who don't like jnu 
who don't like that politics where everything is to be blamed on India, they might believe it. But the moment you go to that Golimaro Saloko, when you go to that stage, that's when they tune out. I'm not saying everybody tunes out. I'm pretty sure that a lot of people did vote based on that. But what they needed, the surge they needed in order to turn the more gentler emotions that Kejriwal's school program, which brings me to the one more thing that you know, Yogendra Yadav said, which was which was point. You know, Yogendra Yadav basically dissed the whole education thing because it doesn't meet his standard because there is no outcome based thing. You know, this is again politics like everybody else does. But leaving aside Yogendra Yadav's um, idealism and puritanism, he said that what what Kejriwal has done is what most successful state satraps have done, including Modi, which is do one program very well, don't do anything else. And just basically use publicity to, and this is again where his churlishness comes in. It's not a question of publicity. People think that whenever the people that they don't like win, it's because they did publicity well. Um, that's not true. You know, everybody does publicity. It's just that Kejriwal, that free electricity again is a very very emotional thing because if you get free electricity, it means you can keep the fan on that longer during summer. You can keep the heater on that long during winters. And that, again, forms a very vital part of your own wellness and your sense of satisfaction. So that goes to the emotion. If you, know, if, if you calculate return on investment in terms of if I spend a dollar, if I spend a rupee in government funding, you know, how can I get the maximum emotional ROI? Kichu has gotten it down pat. Free electricity and improvement in schools. You, and you can't really fault any of that. You can always say, you know, if you if you give people free power, they're going to study more. They're going to, you know, use electronic apparatus. That's the way for them to move up. You know, you have schools. So there is a, there, there is a good, there's also a good narrative around it. But also in terms of winning over people emotionally, these are the, I would say, number one and number two in which I would spend one rupee if I had it. Uh, in contrast to that, what the BJP ended up was divisiveness at the end uh, in the Goli Marosalako was a line too much and secondly by the way if you've noticed what happened to Shaheen Bagh now I think it's finished now so this just goes to show you know that it was that it was not a spontaneous movement I think all of us knew that to be the case but again the BJP took it as BJP BJP could have benefited from that as I said in previous podcasts I mean this 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 served BJP very well because they could point to the quote-unquote Desh Ke Gaddaro ko there. But whenever you get a gift horse, you know, the, 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 the problem with them is they overplayed their hand. It was fine. I think that Shaheen Bagh was helping them, except when they took it to that level. That is a line that no party, especially if you are the party which is in power at the center and is perceived to be powerful and have the police on your hand. You can, that is a line where you cannot cross. And I think the BJP crossed it. I think they also, also there was no leader. Again, we've seen in multiple state elections that you have to have not in elections in, in any, again, it's an emotional thing. You vote based on a sort of trust that you have in someone and Kejriwal. And that's why, you know, even so many people in Kejriwal's own camp who vote for Kejriwal will vote for Modi in the federal elections because Modi is a person that people trust. His critics might say for wrong reasons because he's a 
he's publicized himself or because of whatever it is for good or for bad people trust narendra modi in the same way people trust kejriwal in delhi who, who can they trust in the bjp state in that in that firmament of state stars that they have leading with manoj tiwari beer peeper pk nache gori cham 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 <laughs> i mean that guy versus i mean it's almost like bjp was not even serious about winning you know if you if you have manoj tiwari as your party's face and what who what exactly are you thinking of by the way it's not a question of voting you know getting the garhwali vote or whatever firstly he didn't even get that secondly is that you know who are you putting there you know what kind of a clown are you are you putting there what what background does that person have i it's in against arrayed against who arrayed against kejriwal this this they had at least previously they had you know shaheb singh farmai and everybody they were they were at least they were at least leaders i mean they were at least political leaders with their own base what what base did manoj tiwari have and so one of again maybe it would have happened either way but with manoj tiwari in the head this this election what whatever they won you know the three or four extra seats they won they should count themselves lucky that they didn't even lose those um if in terms of numbers of course that that the congress is now it's it's in, in in any place by the way when bjp is in a single if there is when when in any state we have seen that if there is only a single opposition then bjp does much you know does badly uh, it has to the opposition votes have to split and right now the bjp gets basically the bjp there's no other party to split bjp's votes but bjp usually fights against people who split each other's votes with in delhi the congress has been decimated so there was virtually no splitting so in a one to one contest bjp will will find it troublesome and even in other parts of india it will find it troublesome especially in up and other places it's just that in up you have different 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 caste parties eating each other up that usually helps the bjp a lot but in in, a, in an urban place like delhi or in calcutta where you know if in in calcutta there would be a problem with aap for instance because they would they would again they would have to go up against mamata banerjee voters so so that's that's really perhaps the reason why they haven't gotten into calcutta but in a place like delhi where they have now reduced the contest to a one on one against bjp they they're pretty good with respect to numbers this is this is not the game that is beneficial for bjp they do not do well in one on one contests in any place So yeah that's that's it for today I I guess that's 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 my analysis of the Delhi elections all right i think uh, yeah it's smaller one than usual but just as one and uh, if you're listening to this on a on your web browser can i recommend that you use a podcast app switch over to any podcast app i personally i use and i love pocket casts and that's available for free on iOS and Android but feel free to use apple podcast google podcast or any of the numerous podcast apps that are out there using a podcast app ensures that the latest episodes are automatically downloaded to your phone and are waiting for you to listen anytime so check it out and uh, well i guess that's about it so no there's one thing i wanted to add actually which i yes. forgot now that i think of it so when i when i'm when i'm saying that rahul gandhi is being an idiot i'm actually frustrated by the fact that the congress has reduced itself to a no opposition i mean i find it we I mean, need it's essential for india as a function and democracy for the bjp to have a strong viable political alternative at the national level i think at state levels there are multiple alternatives but at this national level there are none 
the Congress at least has the brand. It has, it still has the brand. And just, but just to see somebody like Rahul Gandhi basically burning down the efforts of all the other people in Congress. And there are people in Congress who, who I think are, can take the BJP on and should take the BJP on because this is essential for a democracy. There needs to be a contest. You know, it cannot, you need, the nation should not be allowed to become like IPL where, you know, Chennai Super Kings or now Mumbai Indians only win. There has to be, you have to have the Kings 11 Punjabs in, and the Rajasthan Royals. They have to be contenders. So it's essential for the Congress to, uh, but, but, but the Congress strategy right now is even worse than Kolkata Knight Riders. And that's, that causes me frustration that because I really believe that there is the need for a contest. Uh, at the national, in, in order for democracy to survive, it's essential for at least to be there two political parties, if not more. And right now at the national stage, there still is just one political party. And that's why when I see Rahul Gandhi's comments on Pulwama, I just feel this guy just doesn't learn, right? This but, just guy just uh, doesn't uh, get it. Kejriwal has gotten it. He hasn't gotten it yet. True. I mean, I understand your point and I agree that yeah, Congress needs to pull up its socks. But holding uh, Rahul Gandhi is, I think, pretty much he has given up, right? I mean, he's he's officially not on. Uh, I mean, he who uh, heads up Congress? I don't think even anyone. No, no, he he hasn't given up, right? The Congress decided to go back to Sonia Gandhi. I mean, after Rahul Gandhi's petulant hissy fit, you would have thought that at some point, okay, maybe this is not a hissy fit. Maybe he's just being smart. Maybe. He's, Something's dawned on him and he's going to give it and the Congress is going to give it to non-Gandhi family people. But no, they went back to Sonia Gandhi. So this just goes to show that the, the total intellectual death that, that this party has suffered. And again, I just I give two hoots for Congress, but I do care for a viable national opposition to the BJP. That's needed for the democracy. And that's the final. Yeah, that, that's the and final again, final. you can see Kejriwal learning. I mean, you can see this guy. He made a few mistakes. He got decimated, but he's learned. He's come back. This Rahul Gandhi guy just makes, he cannot come back. He just cannot even absorb the, ob- the obvious thing that's going on around him. I mean, that's, 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 oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, that's the podcast for today. And uh, until next time, take care. Bye-bye.